sort of arena, if you will, for moving product and for consumers to actually see and truly experience some of these new products and new technologies. Yeah, really excited about M1. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving to this area since it opened about uh, five years ago. It's just uh, actually about 15 minutes north of my house. They're always welcoming to me when I want to go up there and test a car on the on the racetrack. And that's really the difference, isn't it? I mean, having a track, a one-mile track, inside the metro area just opens up all kinds of possibilities for you guys. Indeed, it does. Um, certainly, sort of the race aspect is going to be there, and you're going to see an awful lot of hot laps, if you will, and a variety of different types of products utilizing different technologies, and you're also going to see consumers be able to get in and, and ride along on some of those. But but the property itself also allows us to have really a host of other on-site moving displays, Um if you look at, uh, for example, Ford will have three different ride activations, one with the F-150, one with the Bronco, and one with the Mach-E. And uh, uh, Jeep and Ram will also have two off-road track activations. So those are, those are all on the property, um, and it, it gives us really a, an opportunity that we, we wouldn't really have had previously, and not to mention we'll also be using uh, Woodward Avenue for test drives. So there's really a, a between the racetrack and the property as well as its its uh, location, it really is going to be fantastic for people to get in and actually experience these products and some of this new technology. Yeah, it's really a neat place and uh, I think a lot of listeners of this program uh, know it already a little bit from Roadkill Nights. Uh, M1 has been uh, very open to the public uh, for that big event for the last few years. Uh, we had a Roadkill Nights kicking off the Woodward Dream, Dream Cute, uh, Cruise this year with drag racing, legal drag racing <laughs> on uh, Woodward, and then uh, a lot of activations on the M1 campus itself. Uh, so so paint, paint us a picture here. Uh, uh, the media uh, folks like me are going to be up there on September 21 and 22, to um, you know, get a lay of the land. Uh, give, give us the lay of the land for that week from the 21st to the 26th. Yeah, that's it's really exciting because uh, the 21st uh, and the 22nd are, are what we'll call our press and industry days, and so there are a host of uh, press events uh, that literally start uh, at about nine in the morning and run all the way through most of. Tuesday, and then there are several other events um, that will also be on two, uh, excuse me, on uh, Wednesday, and so um, it's really that's going to be really cool. It's a little more compressed than what we've done in the past, but we're excited by that. And then Thursday through Sunday are, are obviously the public days. But what I think is really interesting is that we are going to have product reveals. And so you know in your industry that that's really an exciting part of what you all do and, and report on and, and uh, look at and evaluate. And then in addition to the moving displays, it's really also an auto show as well. We have over 400 cars, trucks, and utilities. You know, we have full-line full products from a variety of the OEMs, and we have all the ultra-luxury 
vehicles that our show has been missing the last number of years. So we're really excited about that, too. So not only is it going to be dynamic and interactive, there's going to be really great news coming out. And then for all those that want to really just kind of wander around and kick tires and see product, there's going to be a lot of product for them to look at. So we're really thrilled, and we think those first couple of days are really going to kick it off in a big way. Yeah, I think we're expecting a new product from uh, Ford and Toyota. There may be uh, some others coming. As a, as a Ford guy, you, you're a owner of North Brothers Ford and Westland. You must be really excited about the Ford activation. I mean, you're, uh, people are going to be able to get into and experience, I think, the new Lightning uh, F-150 as well as a Mach-E and the Mustang Mach-1. Is that correct? You know, um, the only thing I could really talk about today is the uh, the F-150, the Bronco, and the Mach-E. Um, I will tell you that what Ford has put forward, they've never done before, having three uh, separate ride activations at an outdoor event um, and doing it in a way they're doing here is something they've not done, and it's really exciting. I mean, from a Ford dealer standpoint, I couldn't be any more thrilled because they've really – really put their their big foot forward and saying, look, let's embrace this new type of event and do it in a way that we can really get consumers to experience our products. But um, there, we, we're hopeful uh, that they'll bring, you know, a great uh, depth of their product. We know they're going to have a full product lineup, and, and we certainly anticipate that from uh, the other OEMs as well. But, um, yeah, as a Ford dealer, I couldn't be more thrilled, and, and I think anyone that's interested in seeing Ford and what Ford does uh, would really, really enjoy coming and seeing it because there's going to be a lot there. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the interest in the Bronco is just off the charts, and uh, that's neat that uh, M1 is able to accommodate uh, that vehicle as well as on-track uh, stuff. I, I gather there, you guys have sort of built a uh, a little off-road area. Do you, do you know where that is on the M1 campus? I I do know that the Ford activations are literally uh, in and around the area on the, um, the the center section. I can't think of what we call it. They call it yeah. the um, skid skid pad area. The pad. Yeah. Um, and so theirs are really adjacent to where all their displays are. Uh, the Jeep off-road is in sort of the, I guess you'd call it the southeast corner, which is in that area that's kind of behind the new event center. So, um, you know, they're spread out uh, a bit, and then um, some obviously will, will utilize the track itself as well. But, but uh, the Ford campus is sort of, in and around its display area, and we do have um, a variety of, of I guess, uh, experiences that you would have uh, if you get in and take one of those rides, certainly from the Barco. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, Jeep, Jeep's going to have um, uh, yeah, an off-road area with the Wrangler right over there, there in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the southeast corner there. Uh, over near South Boulevard, and then um, GM, I know, is planning on uh, a big display uh, showing showing their GM C Hummer electric vehicle for the first time. I think that's the first time the public will get an eye full of that. Yeah, and, and you know, that's really been 
talk about a, a, a highly anticipated product, and and certainly a product that I think uh, there was a, there was a love for that product when it went away. I mean, it was a maybe a unique audience at that time, but talk about um, excitement for that. Uh, so they're also going to have um, they're going to showcase a lot of their motorsports legacy. Uh, along with some of their future electric product as well, in, in addition to the Hummer. So they're going to have a great, a great display as well, and, and I know that people anticipate that Hummer greatly, so that should be really exciting. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Ken Lingenfelder, who does aftermarket work on uh, Corvettes uh, a couple weeks ago. He says they're going to uh, show he, – he's, he's, uh, he's being cagey, but I think he – he was hinting that they're going to show an electrified uh, Corvette for this for for the first try, time. Typically, uh, Lingenfelder uh, uh, supercharges Corvette engines. I think they're going to uh, bring some electrification to a Corvette to try to add more power. That's going to be exciting. And that, and then there's a I think there's a larger Corvette display, isn't there? Where um, it's it's the five it's, it's it's called the Lost Corvettes, I believe. Correct. Yes. In fact, that's really exciting to hear that we might see that electric version. But we do have a, a cars for a cause, if you will, and and one of the displays is called the Corvette Heroes. And you're right, they're the lost Corvettes, uh, which are 12 refurbished classic Corvettes uh, dating from 1953 to 1989. And they're originally known as the Peter Max Collection. And so you're going to have an opportunity to see those and that there actually is going to be a national sweepstakes to give away um, all 36 cars from the full collection uh, to raise money to benefit uh, the stand for the troops nonprofit. And there are six winners um, will be chosen and awarded at Motorbella on Friday, September 24th. And those, those winners come from either uh, actual veterans or family of veterans. So, that's really going to be neat to see. The cars are, you know, obviously collectible, and and people will love looking at them. And then on, if they're there on Friday, they'll get to see those those actually awarded. So that's really cool as well. Yeah, and that's always Doug been a big part of this show, um, whether it's downtown uh, at uh, TCF Center, whether it's out here at M1. You guys have always. Uh, given back to the community had a uh, charitable aspect to this and uh, we're all uh, morning 911 weekend uh, you know to have that veteran aspect with that uh, Corvette collection I think is really exciting yeah you know we're, we're, we're honored to be able to do it and and we certainly um, consider the charitable events that that we've participated in and supported over the years to be really one of the foundational elements of our, our show and or our events. And so, you know, we couldn't be more happy to do it and to provide a, what will hopefully be a great stage, if you will, for, for that. And, and then for all those attending to, you know, recognize and, and to thank those, those veterans and their family members for their service and certainly do it in a way that honors honors that history and so we're excited by that and um you know really really thrilled that we can be the place that they do it yeah i think in the in the last year anybody who hasn't been up to m1 in the last year will notice a big change in that uh 
southeast end of the campus. They're, they, they're putting up an experience center, really cool looking uh, modern building. Is that going to be available to you guys for Motorbella? Uh, that is. Um, that, that event center uh, will be completed prior to our event. So we're excited with that, and, and it will be used in a variety of ways. Um, but yes, we'll, you know, our team will probably be staffed in there in one of the back rooms. And, um, you know, we're going to, I think, host, uh, some of the media in there at various times for various different events. But yes, it, it will be utilized and they're promising us it'll be done <laughs> by the time we open. So we're holding them to it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so much going on this month uh, up there. Uh, they, they've got another event at the end of the month, the uh, Speed Festival. So, yeah, I know their their construction crews are working hard on that place. Uh, so, uh, so Doug, uh, for folks who uh, want to go up there uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, the 23rd through the 26th, um, what, what do they need to do? Can they reserve tickets ahead? Do they uh, just show up uh, on on the day they want to arrive? What what should folks as, uh, expect as they go up there and buy and buy tickets? Well, it's uh, they can they can either buy tickets in advance and they can do it online safely through naias dot com and that's our North American International Auto site and there's a link in there to take them to the Motorbella. And, you know, there's a variety of options for tickets. Um, and then they can also do it on site as well. And, and one of the things I might mention is we will have off-site parking on South Boulevard, which is really only about, it's maybe a, two miles away, if that. And we will have free shuttles back and forth and free parking. And I would just mention, uh, lastly, given that we still are experiencing uh, this pandemic to some extent that um, consumers and everyone that will ride on the shuttles will be required to wear a mask while they're on the shuttle. And if they, uh, if they use, utilize any of the limited indoor um, facilities at M1, they'll be required to wear one indoors, not outside and not for virtually all the displays because they're all designed to be outside. But, but just in those shuttles, and if they have to go into the special event center, they'll be required to wear a mask. So that's really our current policy, and I don't think we're hopeful that won't change between now and then. But if something does, then we'll certainly update everyone on that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great event, uh, really exciting to, to uh, see it finally arriving on our a doorstep. I know you guys are chomping at the bit, uh, having all you know, have all the changes and uh, calculations in the last couple of years. You guys must be really excited about this weekend. So we're all looking forward to seeing you up there, uh, uh, September 21 through 26. Thank you, Henry. And as you know, Detroiters love cars, and we're excited because you know, really, this is our first event since this whole thing started. And as dealers, we couldn't be more thrilled about it. So we'll look forward to seeing everyone out there, and we we'll look forward to seeing you as well. Great. Thanks, Doug. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Henry. You too. All right. That's Doug North, uh, chairman of Motorbella. September 21 through 26, third on your calendar, up at M1 Concourse, uh, kicking off really an exciting 
uh, month here in September of car shows. And on the other side of the break here, we're going to talk, be talking about another car show. That same weekend, Detroit Four Fest. Uh, we'll have Tom Zielinski on here momentarily. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. trouble we can fix it all about technology is factory certified to service and repair all of your computer needs call us 313-218-4888 that's 313-218-4888 we're all about technology Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seigensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patty charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Ronisha Williams now at 313-434-8291. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With WADL TV 38, we're offering a great special with 50 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement and can be renewed as often as you choose. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291. Or email at R-O-N-E-S-H-A at WADLDetroit.com. After January 14th, Microsoft will no longer provide security updates for Windows 7. Continued use will leave your PC vulnerable to security risks. Call All About Technology today at 313-218-4888. We're all about technology. Who else but 910 AM can give you this much excitement? I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. You are on car radio. Full swing here on Saturday. Well, I just had a stream coming through here talking about cool cars, classic cars, hot rods, muscle cars. we got a great lineup for you today. Best car radio show in all of Michigan. Catch it all right here on 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Superstation. Detroit's only African-American talk radio. I'm Henry Payne, and uh, as we alluded to uh, before the break, uh, there are two auto shows uh, coming that September 25-26 weekend, and they couldn't be more different, and that's what's uh, so exciting about this month of September. It's a tremendous variety that's available to car lovers. you got Motorbella down there at M1 Concourse with a uh, racetrack. Uh, You can do experiential rides and all kinds of interesting stuff as well as evs on woodward and then drive 30 miles north on i-75 into holly and holly oaks orv park is going to be open to the public with uh 
600 vehicles a day coming in, 25, 26, and crawling all over those 192 acres. We're joined by Tom Zelinsky, who is going to be running Detroit Four Fest. Tom, how are you? Henry, I'm great, thank you. It's always great to be with you. Sure appreciate it. And as always, we're going to keep up really authentic. Sorry about the background noise, but we're literally putting on an off-road race as we speak up in Minnesota. <laughs> you're a you're a busy man these days. Uh, you might have to clone yourself to get it all in, uh, Tom. Uh, uh, tell, tell us first about what's going on up there in Minnesota today. Well, it's the heydays. It's the 54th annual heydays uh, festival. Kind of started out as a snowmobile show, but now it's a lot of things off road, including side by sides. And we're doing a big side-by-side race up here, and uh, so it's it's loads of fun. And as always, there's some authentic noises going on in the background because we're going to go live with the racing uh, here very shortly. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good fun, and it dovetails really nicely into what we do at Detroit. Although we're not going to have racing at Detroit Fourth we definitely are going to have plenty of side-by-sides and, and all manner of other off-road vehicles with Jeep as our as our awesome title partner in that. Yeah, we're so blessed uh, here in the Detroit metro area to have these two venues that have just opened uh, in the case of M1 Concourse in the last five years, in the case of Hollyoaks ORV Park in the last year. And these are two of the best uh, venues in the country for for folks in a large metro area to experience on-road and uh, off-road vehicles. Tell, tell us a little bit more about Detroit Four Fest, its history, and uh, and what you guys are bringing to Detroit uh, the 24th and the 20, uh, 25th and the 26th. Yeah, so a couple of really big days. Leading up to that, we got some big media stuff. Uh, I know somebody has hinted to you at some point or another that Jeep is launching a new vehicle, uh, and that's going to be there. And we've got just all kinds of off-road fun. So for those that have an off-road vehicle, bring it. Make sure you get registered. And you can run your off-road vehicle on 70-something-odd trails throughout the day. Have a great time. Enjoy all the food. And take in everything that the Vendor Village has to offer. Lots of different kinds of vendors, uh, the obvious stuff like food and so on. But even more than that, take advantage of the fact that cheap is going to have vehicles there for consumers to drive, and Ford is going to have consumer drives as well. So it's it's a really, really big day. And for those that haven't experienced the adventure lifestyle, it's a great opportunity to come on out and uh, and get your feet wet, so to speak. Well, this, this is the much-anticipated off-road war. We've, uh, <laughs> we've all been waiting for this. Bronco versus Wrangler. And, uh, and and what better way to experience these two incredible vehicles than to go up to Hollyoaks uh, ORV Park uh, that weekend and see them in their natural habitat? Well, and I think you just nailed it with that, Henry. In their natural habitat is the operative part of that. And so it's a very authentic off-road adventure lifestyle experience where people can not only bring their own vehicle, but maybe take a look at some stuff that they'd like to have in their life going forward. And the cool part is side-by-sides are welcome. And our, throughout the years, our attendance with side-by-sides has continued to grow as that market has continued to grow. And obviously, Jeep and Bronco showing down, and they continue to bring 
more and more cool products. And for those of us of a certain age, it kind of reminds you of the old pony car wars in a way, muscle car wars, where uh, they just kept bringing more and more cool stuff and uh, making it better and better for the consumer. Yeah, and, and you know, and this market is really coming to you, uh, Tom. I mean, the uh, it's not just Bronco um, joining Wrangler in that off-road space. I mean, we're seeing more pickup trucks than ever. We're going to be talking later this show, this show with uh, the, the Silverado folks about this new ZR2 twin-locking twin e-diffs on this thing, 6.2-liter uh, V8 under the hood. Uh, you're seeing super trucks like the Ram TRX. I mean, the, the off-road enthusiast world is, is coming to you guys at Detroit Four Fest. This is what the uh, automakers are seeing demand for. Well, and that's a really interesting point and such a great observation. It's absolutely a fact that this outdoor adventure lifestyle has blossomed, and part of that we can relate to any number of different things. I think people want to get outside. And it's funny, last year for Detroit Four Fest, as a lot of uh, various events could not be held last year, Detroit Four Fest is the ultimate social distancing event because it literally is outdoors and, and, and gets people out and, and gets them in that adventure lifestyle. But to your point about the TRX and Raptor and these higher-performance vehicles like the Wrangler 392, these are the things that people seem to be embracing. And at a minimum, these are awesome halos that show performance capabilities and at least engage those that may not be familiar with off-road uh, into doing some of those things. And it's one of our big points at all of our events is to try and engage with those who maybe haven't done this. They bought a Jeep, but maybe they haven't done this yet, and get them some experience. So we've got some off-road one-on-one classes that we're doing throughout both days. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, I mean, you guys have been working so hard on Hollyoaks ORV Park for a long time, and to see it open and to see it dovetail with where the market is going, I, I think is uh, really exciting, uh, not just for you guys, but also for folks who really want to experience uh, these these vehicles, uh, Holly Oaks is the is the place to go. You were uh, very hospitable to me this week. Um, took me around your new uh, uh, seventy acre expansion of Holly Oaks RV Park. That's going to be available to folks for the first time this Four Fest weekend. Correct? Yes, and in fact, it's only open at that moment. Um, so we'll have two days of fun out there. Uh, obviously, for you media guys, you'll be able to uh, to take some of these media drives and use that area. But for the public, two days only. Uh, and then who knows what the future holds. Perhaps that area will be opened up at some point to the public. But it's an awesome way, even for those who have already spent some time at Holly Oaks, to come out and see a lot of new trails. There's 22 new trails, and I'm absolutely confident that there's going to be some guys that figure out some new trails along the way as well. So who knows how many we'll have by the time that weekend ends. <laughs> yeah, I always love riding along with you. I always learn something new every time I do. I've been racing cars since I was a young man. But uh, to go off-road in a uh, – uh, in, in, in our case, uh, you, you had a Rubicon uh, Gladiator Jeep. And uh, you'll, you'll take me someplace on that property, and you'll say, okay – Let's go there. I mean, it, it's, 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 and I, and I'm looking at you like, really? 
and you say, really? I mean, the capability of these vehicles is astonishing. Uh, talk about that a little bit and just how off-roaders sort of look at the world. Well, uh, and it makes me so happy to hear you say, really, and, and, and wonder if we can actually do uh, that. Uh, sort of thing, and and I know you've looked at me a couple of times and said, "Holy smokes! Wait, wait, we're going up or down that? Well, uh, <laughs> are you sure?" But so to that end, that's kind of that whole adventure lifestyle aspect of the off-road community and what that means to people. And and for some people, it's as simple as getting up to northern Michigan, enjoying the woods, being able to get back in the woods on some of the two tracks. But there's also a very, very large contingent of people that are very engaged with testing the capabilities of those vehicles, sort of in the way that that you and I have uh, on a number of occasions. And there's a great deal of adventure and satisfaction when you can do that successfully. And whether that's climbing something, going over something, learning those skills, uh, there's definitely a technique to it. And, And obviously, with some of the new stuff, and I didn't even show you one of the new runs out there um, that is, has just been done on the other side of Mount Magna, and it takes things to an entirely new level. Uh, and I think that that's going to be a great entertainment piece, and there'll be a lot of people gathered around that uh, throughout the Detroit Fort us. Well, and I think that's, too, what's different about off-roading. Uh, when you're on-road at a track, obviously, you got to keep your distance. you got to have guardrails. Uh, you know, speeds uh, can get high. Um, off-roading, it, it, it's, it's, such a, it, it's at a much lower speed. Um, it's a much more sociable thing. You talk about Mag- Ma- Mount Magna and um, uh, some of the really tight features and uh, folks can kind of gather around and uh, help people out they'll get stuck uh another off-road vehicle come along and help help them get unstuck you got spotters everywhere i mean it's a, it, it 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 really is a social event you bring up such a great point about the camaraderie that exists in this off-road environment and everybody is willing to help everybody else. And I'm not suggesting that folks that are racing aren't helpful people, but there isn't any opportunity if your car breaks out on the track for you to go help some guy out. And um, and so that social aspect of the off-roading community and, and what that creates is a lot of these clubs and a lot of these interactions and a lot of very family-like uh, environments. A lot of people have their kids out there for the whole weekend and they're right there with them doing all of these fun activities. And so we've tried to, to foster that attitude, foster that environment, and make it very inclusive and add to that some fun things for the kids. We're going to have an RC uh, race car course out there so the kids can come do the radio-controlled cars and other things because a lot of the kids are into going off-roading, but they kind of want to have some fun on their own as well, and, uh, and we want to create that environment. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a really cool place. Um, uh, I, I, give, give a description to some of our listeners if they haven't been out there uh, about how they can uh, get out to Hollyoaks. If they uh, obviously folks who um, have a vehicle, they can go online at Detroit Four Fest, uh, sign up, 
so they can take their vehicles out on this extraordinary 190-acre pro- property. But you guys are also welcoming uh, regular spectators. Uh, uh, talk about that a little bit and the opportunities open uh, to folks who just want to come up there and spectate. Yeah, so if you if you have an off-road vehicle and you want to register and spend the day having fun with other like-minded people, um, register. You can go to Detroit, the number four, Fest, F-E-S-T, like festival.com, and register, and you'll be all set when you pull in the gate. If you don't have an off-road vehicle, but you're a little bit curious about what this looks like, come see for free. It's free to the public to come on up and check it out. Pull into the big Mount Holly ski area gate. That's where we've got parking, and uh, we'll welcome you into the facility. And it's it's free, so bring your family. And you can still come out and drive a Jeep, drive a Bronco, drive all these different vehicles and check them out and, and see what you think and kind of look around and see how much fun all of these families are having participating. And obviously, we hope we'll welcome everybody into uh, – into the fold and uh, and get them out there offloading in their own vehicle at some point soon. Yeah, it's a wonderful property. Uh, yeah, you can just plan a picnic for the day out there. Go to a, go to a food truck, bring your own picnic, hang out. Uh, there's so much to see on this property. And you got and you got the uh, I don't know maybe the first official Wrangler versus Bronco uh, truck war because you <laughs> got uh, got opportunities <laughs> to jump into both. And get a uh, get a free ride. I know you're a big fan of both vehicles. Uh, uh, you work with both companies. Uh, how how would you describe Tom the difference uh, between a Wrangler and a Bronco? Well, look in Detroit. There's always going to be Ford loyalists and Jeep loyalists. The family of Jeep loyalists is gigantic because they've been around for so long, and that cult of Jeep has been so immersed into the off-road community. Um, But the healthiest thing for any marketplace is additional competition always. And it brings out the best in all of the breeds. And so to that end, it certainly, I think, you know, they don't tell me, but it certainly caused Jeep to look at some things and go, man, let's up our game on this level, this level, and this level, and I'll use the Wrangler 4xe, the new hybrid electric Wrangler, as an example. I'll use uh, things like the 392 Wrangler, sort of the opposite end of that performance spectrum with a big V8 engine in it. And and I think that, that that's been a very healthy thing. Both of these vehicles are incredibly capable off-road, offer a lot, no matter what your loyalty or, or your predisposition to a certain brand is, offer all kinds of capabilities. And I think more than anything, both of them are going to continue to just ratchet up their game and bring more and more great stuff for the consumer. You just can't ask for a better situation than when the consumer wins because they're bringing out more cool stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a great rivalry. It's going to go on for many years. Uh, Tom, before we let you go, um, uh, we we've got listeners from all over the country uh, for this program as well. You got a couple other. Uh, four fests around the country. Uh, tell us where those are. Yeah, it's interesting. I Literally, Henry, when we hang up, I'm going out to do a big promotion for our Minnesota Four Fest, which is the weekend after Detroit Four Fest, and that is at the ERX Motorsports Facility just north of 
of Minneapolis, and we've created an awesome partnership with Travis Pastrana and the Nitro Rallycross Series uh, for that event. So we're going to have, obviously, our great friends and partners at Cute there uh, with a setup just like at Detroit. And we're also going to have Travis Pastrana and the Nitro Rallycross Series. Uh, we'll have a double header for them at Minnesota. So that's super exciting, and, and we're really uh, looking forward to that. And then the first weekend in December, we partnered with our great friends at Red Bull uh, to create the Texas Forefest and Red Bull Override Extreme and Go, not to leave all of our great friends on two wheels out of this mix. We've got the Red Bull Override Extreme Enduro partnered with Texas Forefest and Keep uh, down in Austin, Texas. So uh, lots of exciting stuff coming. Yeah, that's uh, that's great stuff. Well, Tom, uh, congratulations on this uh, this event. Uh, I know it's going to be, be the biggest uh, Detroit Four Fest yet, opening uh, uh, more acreage, seventy more acres up there at that extraordinary Hollyoaks Oil Reef Park. Uh, can't wait. Um, everybody, put this on their calendars. Uh, September twenty five, twenty six. Media will be there uh, the two days before, and uh, Tom, we'll see you up there. Henry, always excited to see you, and uh, uh, you know you can count on us going and doing something that you haven't done before just to see if I can uh, widen your eyes by a little bit. But uh, what a great weekend for motor enthusiasts in Detroit. Um, I, I don't know how we could pack any more into, uh, into a weekend than, uh, than these two events, and, uh, and it's, it's really exciting time. So thank you so much as always, and uh, I look forward to seeing you here uh, very soon. Sounds great. Have a good weekend up there in Minnesota. Thank you very much. Bye now. All right. Um, so that's Tom Zelensky. So a reminder, September 25, 26, put it on your calendars. Uh, take it all in. I mean, go to go to Detroit Four Fest up there at Hollyoaks RV Park. Uh, check out that extraordinary property. Elevation changes at 200 feet, 190 acres of uh, some of the best off-roading in the country, all on an old uh, gravel mine uh, site, actually still an active gravel mine site. And then and then go down to Motorbella um, and, and take in uh, M1 Concourse and the on-track and off-road experiences down there as well. Uh, it's, it's really a tremendous, uh, tremendous weekend coming here to uh, Oakland County in a couple weeks. Uh, we're joined now by our good friend Robin Warner, uh, who is a car critic, um, runs the Robin Warner channel on YouTube, and always driving something interesting. Robin, how are you? We got Robin there? Robin, uh, can you hear that. I can hey, hear you go. fine, yes. Uh, it's good to talk to you again, as always, and thank you for having me. Robin, uh, are you going to take in both of these events? Are you going to go to Motorbella and Detroit Four Fest uh, here in a couple weeks? Oh, I'm not even close to cool enough to go to those events. Uh, <laughs> I'll, be, uh, uh, I'll just uh, stay on flat pavement where I belong. <laughs> well, it would be a lot of cool uh, vehicles up there at both uh, the, these events. and uh, oh, You I and I have been dry driving yeah. some pretty cool stuff. Uh, of of late, um, and you can find all these uh, at Robin Warner's channel on YouTube. Uh, two two vehicles that really intrigue me, uh, Robin, are from the Honda brand, 
from the, from the, uh, the Honda brand and from their luxury Acura brand. And they're very similar and they're very different. Uh, they're the Acura TLX Type S, first Type S we've seen in uh, over a decade, I think. And then yeah, we got the uh, Honda Civic Type R. Yeah, you've, you've driven both of them. Uh, these are different animals, aren't they? Very different animals, although you're absolutely right, Henry. They, they have a lot of uh, common fundamentals. Uh, they're both front-wheel drive-based cars, though the Honda Civic Type R just remains a front-wheel drive car, and the Acura Type S has an all-wheel drive system. And they're both definitely tuned towards the enthusiast driver, very much, um, very much um, emphasizing sport over luxury on both sides. And in fact, uh, those two cars more or less share the adjustable shock absorber system to achieve um, sportier settings. So you have different drive modes, and uh, the shocks adjust with those modes, and they more or less use the same system between those two cars. Yeah. yeah you know, it's interesting uh, to me, Robin, you've been around this industry uh, for some time on, on both sides of the fence, both as, a, as, a, as an engineer and a, uh, a communications representative for the industry and also as an auto journalist. Honda has always been an enthusiast's brand. I mean, and this Type R is, is the top shelf. I mean, this thing is a motorhead's dream. It's, it's an incredibly capable car. You can see it from a mile away. Acura, on the other hand, uh, has been a little lost. And the Type S, um, the Type S is a marker that that brand is back as a, as a performance brand. Um, why, why is that, you think? Why do you, why do you think uh, Acura, you know, given all the success Honda has had as a performance brand, an engine brand, a Type R brand, why has Acura been uh, a little less consistent? Well, I think if you go back 10, 15 years, Acura fell into the volume trap where they started looking at uh, sales numbers as opposed to just going after pure performance and, and having next-level performance. So they started going after, they started, uh, they started chasing the wrong goals. But I'd say a good five years ago, it kind of readjusted back to their roots to a certain extent and are now a little bit more focused on having higher-level performance. And that's, you know, that's ultimately just my opinion there, but it seems like, seems like, having a more honed path is just serving them well because we have uh, the Type S returning and indeed they've announced that they're going to bring back the one of the original two brands from Acura, the Integra. Yeah, isn't that exciting to hear that name uh, uh, back again? Um, uh, Acura launched this Type S at Mid-Ohio. You and I were both there. Couldn't have been a better launch. We'd we're in the right-hand seat with Elio Castroneves driving this car around the no track. Slouch. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that, that was certainly a neat way to, to launch it. But i got to say, I, I am really surprised how good this car is. I mean, this is a formidable segment. you got you got Audi S brands, BMW, Cadillac with the V-Series, Mercedes-AMG. I mean, this is a 
very tough segment, and I and the, and the Type S, I think, pulls it off. What do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. You know, the standard TLX has uh, a front-wheel drive option and an all-wheel drive option, but even with the all-wheel drive version, you can still tell that it's a front-wheel drive car ultimately. But mm -hmm. they did so much work on the Type S, it's really hard to tell that this is a front-wheel drive-based car. That all-wheel drive system works really well, and they tuned the suspension in such a way that the handling is so much more neutral than you'd expect. And most importantly, I think, isn't how high the vehicle's limits are, but how easy they are to approach. And mm -hmm. I found the Type S very easy to drive and drive quickly, which just makes that so much more fun. Yeah, and the, the, uh, the, the other thing I like, it's really a comprehensive car. I mean, obviously the... Uh, the, the drivetrain, as you expect, would expect, is extraordinary. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, unique until they put it in other cars. Uh, a turbo V6 with a wonderful 10-speed transmission. Um, that's sort of what you expect yeah. from Honda: is good drivetrains. But I like the, I like what they've done, Robin, with the styling. I mean, it, it, the, the, it's very aggressive, uh, both uh, uh, outside and inside. Yes, I completely agree. It's 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 just different enough. It's got all these little cues and tweaks, actually little scoops, slightly more effective front and rear fascias, and you know really beautiful quad exhaust tips. Those types of things are just enough to make it stand out. I also really like the rear spoiler they put on the back and uh, other bits like that. So yeah, I completely agree with you. It has the styling that is proper sports sedan, but I think critically is it's not just styling. You know, they also have the powertrain to back it up. You know, just as you mentioned, that three liter turbo V6, 355 horsepower. It's not the highest peak output you uh, get in this class, but it's a real nice broad torque range. That 10 speed automatic transmission works really well and keeps you in that peak power and peak torque range all the time. It's, it's just a great combination. Yeah, I think this car is uh, going to get a lot of attention, which is great. And, and you know, for folks who uh, are on the Honda side and, you know, maybe looking for something a little more sophisticated than a Type R, they now got a Type S over at Acura. Speaking of different things, uh, you and I have also been in the new Hyundai Santa Cruz recently, and, then, and this is a, a totally different animal, too. Absolutely. You know, this is... Not, according to Hyundai, a pickup truck, but it is definitely a pickup truck shape with a bed in back. It has a four-foot uh, four long and just under four feet wide at the floor, but a little bit more than four feet wide um, above the wheel wells pickup bed. And then it's also got an under, under floor, under bed, storage compartment. But it is basically the size of an SUV. So it is more than a foot shorter than the Honda Ridgeline, um, Chevrolet Colorado, Ford Ranger, and it's even a few inches shorter than the new Ford Maverick. So this is a pickup truck shape that you can parallel park. Yeah, and it's really going to be interesting, I, I think, to see how this segment expands. I mean, uh, I, I, hats off to Hyundai. They, they brought this as a concept to Detroit a long time ago, I think 2000 and 
fifteen maybe at the Detroit Auto Show. Um, they 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 waited until they they had the right platform to put it on, and, it's, and it, it shares a platform uh, with the Hyundai Tucson, which is one of my favorite compact SUVs. So it's basically a a Tucson with a bed, and it, and it really works. I mean, I, again, I think it's a, it's a very sophisticated vehicle. What's your what's your sense of the market? You think people are going to go for this kind of pickup? Boy, you know that's that's really hard to say. I think that in today's era of just absolute love for SUVs and being slightly higher off the ground, the fact that it's basically an SUV with a bed is going to do it justice. And I do that compared to the more car-based pickup truck that is pickup trucks that have existed um, in past. The most recent one I can think of is the Subaru Baja, um, and They've got it. So if you get this set up just the right way, it'll actually tow a decent amount. Um, the payload of the pickup uh, bed is reasonable, and yet it still has the size to be urban. You can live in the city. So if it's a compelling option for people that want some of those pickup truck features but still want to be right in town and uh not feel like they're taking up two parking spots at once. So it has the potential. It's it's a well-done car. It drives just like a Tucson, and that's a compliment. And, you know, it, it has more usability. Now, what it doesn't have is big cargo behind the second row because that's an open bed. But, you know, I think it's a reasonable compromise that a lot of people could find really attractive. Yeah, well, and, and and it has a cool factor too. Uh, um, when I was driving it around uh, out in in um, California during the media launch, uh, I had a couple of people stop me. Well, you kind of waved at me at stoplights and said, "Hey, uh, what's that?" Or, or I've been waiting for that thing to come. I mean, it, it is different. Uh, the the, one, the feature I, I love, speaking of a bed behind the second seat, is it's got a, it's got a uh, tonneau co- cover that you can just pull over that back. I mean, if you've thrown in, um, you know, groceries or luggage, you can immediately pull this ton- tonneau cover back. I think that's really cool. What, what do you think? What, what's your favorite cool feature of the new Santa Cruz? I agree with you. The tonneau cover is super cool, and that's lockable. So you can close it up just like you would a trunk, and that's a critical feature. Um, I think my favorite feature of the bed is just how much work they put into making it usable. So you have the tonneau cover, but you also have those um, adjustable D-ring tie-down straps, and you have that under undercord storage. Then they have lighting in the bed as well if you want it to light up. That under storage, under the bed storage compartment, has a drain plug in it so you could treat it like a cooler or just like, you know, place to put wet and dirty clothes. So I think that they did successfully put a lot of work into giving the pickup truck um, versatility so you could use it in a lot of different ways, not just the traditional place to put two-by-fours and things like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's really well thought out. I, and that's one of the advantages of having a, a clean sheet chassis like that. You can do all kinds of new stuff. Robin, as always, uh, thanks for joining us and, uh, and look forward to, uh, to, uh, talking to you next time. 
Thank you so much, Henry. And if anyone's curious, if you just go to robinwarner.com, that now forwards to my YouTube channel, and uh, you can check out my videos right there. And uh, I'm also doing some writing on my podcast um, with a channel at website, and that's funwithcars.com. So um, thank you for giving me a couple seconds to promote myself, Henry, and I hope you have a great day. Yeah, absolutely. You too, Robin. Have a great weekend. And, yeah, I encourage everybody to uh, check out Robin Warner Channel. It's, it's really good stuff uh, coming from a journalist who has a wealth of experience uh, in the history in, in the industry as an as a engineer and as a uh, product communications uh, uh, chief. So check out all of Robin's stuff. Uh, that's going to do it for our first hour here. We're going to take a break. And on the other side of the hour, we're going to be talking Chevy Silverado ZR2. This is a cool new truck. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. Are you a business builder looking for support to solve issues related to business strategy, e-commerce, operations and processes, marketing or finance? If so, check out the Tech Town training series and access free on-demand video workshops led by subject matter experts. Tech Town Detroit is a nonprofit business support organization and we want to help solve your hot button business issues at your convenience. Sign up for our free on-demand training series at techtowndetroit.org/trainingseries. Again, that's techtowndetroit.org/trainingseries. Get a basic understanding of business management, marketing, operations, financing, legal, and so much more at TechTown Detroit. The TechTown Training Series is made possible with support from the Walters Family Foundation. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air within 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Ronisha Williams now at 313-434-8291. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With WADL TV 38, we're offering a great special with 50 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement and can be renewed as often as you choose. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291 or email at R-O-N-E-S-H-A at W-A-D-L-Detroit.com. So, you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So, pop quiz. Which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. And all your supplies, including a brand new laptop and tablet, are included with tuition. Independence U for an independent you. Call 1-800-556-7791. Do you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS? If so, you may qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. The Fresh Start Program is one of the biggest tax breaks the IRS has offered. Call Tax Group Center at 800-685-6150 to see if you qualify for the IRS's Fresh Start Program. Their team of tax experts and attorneys will get you the best tax